Hey everyone, it's me, Destiny, coming in hot on a rainy day here in Los Angeles. I just woke up from a nap, I'm not going to lie. I am in what I believe is officially my 30th day being in quarantine. That is right. Uh, I am recording this in the middle of the COVID-19 crisis. So I, not going to lie, like I said, I was just laying in bed. I just woke up from a nap and I was thinking to myself uh, about some of the lessons that I've learned throughout my career and some of these experiences that felt so catastrophic. By the way, uh, if you're watching this on the video recording, you may see that I have a mic in my hand. I'm doing some some new stuff. I'm testing some different uh, devices out, some different gear out. So that's why I have a little mic in my hand. Yes, I can clip it to me. Don't ask questions. I'll have an update soon. But... Yeah, I was thinking about, you know, some of the experiences that I've had that felt so dramatic or traumatic and some of the things that went into these job opportunities that became lost job opportunities um, were so beyond anyone's control, right? And it and it reminds me a lot of this. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and clip this mic on to me and we'll see how the audio sounds for the rest of this and that will help me make some decisions for the future. And yeah, let's get into it. So when I was, when I landed my first job in tech, I felt extremely excited. Um, it, to me, felt like a new opportunity. It was a huge deal to me. First of all, I'm looking at myself in this stream. My hair is so flat, dry bar. I cannot wait to see you again. But when I got that first job in tech, I felt very, like a sense of pride. Like I felt like I had a solid gig at the time. I was working at my job before that for about two and a half years and I had the ability to make really good money. Um, I was still in college so all I really cared about was just honestly finishing college. <laughs> and I was pretty happy with what I was making uh, in retail. I wasn't a manager or anything like that. I was just working at a department store but there was a sales component and a commission component to my work so i oftentimes found that i was able to make more money than um, my hourly rate would be if i didn't uh, beat whatever that was with my commission rates right but when i had learned about the startup industry and i you know something about it made me realize that there was a lot of money to be made and a lot of opportunity to be had I was seeing people in my network uh, make more money uh, and build careers that sounded fun. They sounded interesting. And when I got my first job, it wasn't anything glamorous and I didn't expect it to be anything glamorous. I uh, was working for a startup. I was working in customer service and um, it, it could be pretty brutal. I mean, I can't say it was the worst job in the world, um, but it wasn't like this glamorous thing, right? I was working from, I think, 2 to 11, 2 p.m. to 11 at night. I think my work week was Wednesday to Sunday, 
and then I think I had Mondays and Tuesdays off. Uh, and my first month I was commuting from Long Island and it was brutal, you know, it was super tiny, it was very clicky, a lot of bros, a lot of girls calling each other hoes, um, even though everyone was fucking the bros, it was a lot of no's, sorry, I just had to do it, um, but I realized very quickly that I was in a toxic situation and, um, when you're in a toxic work situation and you realize that there's no way for you to grow in that organization, you need to go. It does not matter. It does not matter that I was at my last company for two and a half years and now I was at this current company for six months and um, I had realized that it just wasn't for me. So um, I was really, really, really trying to hold out and stay at least a year. I thought, you know, a year isn't that much time on my resume either, but I thought I'd least just be in this role in this new industry for a year. And um, something in my head kind of clicked. You know, I, I realized, you know what? You know you're not gonna get a promotion. Uh, you know this is very toxic. Um, there were just a lot of changes happening, a lot of like startup gone corporate kind of stuff. And I just realized that it didn't matter, like I had to leave, right? So I started my job search and I figured at least I'm doing a job search before I'm on like at risk of getting fired or anything like that, right? So I start my job search and I just had the goal of making $5,000 more than I was making in my current role. I didn't have anything crazy in my mind. I was like in a perfect world, I will get five grand more a year in this next job, but like was willing to settle for a $2,500 raise. It was like so dumb uh, looking back on it. But I just want to share with you kind of what I was thinking because I, I think it's really important. I love sharing my failures. I think that like my failures are like my most proud accomplishments I'm almost like getting teary-eyed teary-eyed thinking about it because it's like these big failures uh, have been such huge learning lessons and this right here what I'm going to share with you what happened on on this job interview and the story I'm gonna share with you which I didn't even announce at the top of this um, really I think set the stage for the rest of my career and and how I thought about like stability and work so, by the way, we're going to be talking about today um, the time I got a job offer and then I got ghosted. I was given a job offer and then I got ghosted. So, let's continue. So, I realized that it didn't matter how long I was at this company. I needed to leave. I could even delete that I worked at the company, right? Like, at that point. Um, like, no one's got to know. So, I started my job search and at this point, I learned a lot of lessons from my first stint uh, of getting a job in tech. I made so many mistakes that first uh, run around, but one of the first things that I did do right was I tapped into my network and I got a network referral for one of the companies that I started interviewing for right out the gate. Now this was that year prior that I'm discussing. So when I started job searching, I was like, okay, gotta be a little more uh, strategic. You don't want it to be as lengthy as a process as it was in the past. So every single time I applied for a job, I would try to find out if I knew someone who knew someone. 
and I started interviewing at this company and I realized that someone that I was on good terms with at my job, uh, one of the directors, actually used to work with someone at this company that I really want to work at. So I started the interview process. I mentioned him in one of the interviews. The guy said a lot of positive things. Um, you know, they, you know, exchanged words, whatever. I'm sure I got a good word put in for me um, to a few people. And the process went on and, you know, things were looking really good. Um, you know, throughout the whole interview process, I was so nervous because I had to keep switching my schedule with my coworkers because I worked customer service. I couldn't just take a day off. I needed to like, well, I could technically take a day off. I don't think I had any paid time off. Um, and I basically had to get someone to switch my shift with me. And even though I had friends and people would switch your shifts with me, sometimes I had to deal with the uh, manager drama, right? Like my manager being like, oh, I don't know if I could switch this, even though someone wants to cover you. Ah! Um, so the thing is, the thing that people don't understand about job searching and having to navigate some of these weird things with your coworkers is running into your coworkers on your morning commute on a subway or walking. I don't think people understand that, okay, when it comes to New York. I'm getting some thumbs up. Like, I don't think people understand okay like you could only say you're gonna be late for so many reasons and on top of that some of the companies that you work for interview for are in the same neighborhood so I just remember having to go through round after round after round and having to dodge people on subways and stuff but so we're going through the interview process I really I'm I'm not trying to get too ahead of myself but I'm feeling like I I'm gonna get a job offer, you know? It's just gonna be a matter of, is it gonna be enough money, right? And I found out not only was it gonna be in the salary range that I wanted, but they were also gonna be remote. It was actually gonna be remote flexible. On the weekends, I could work remote. So I was like, wow, like that's awesome. So I have my final interview. I come on site, I meet the co-founders. I nail it, because I knew everything about this company. And it's crazy because I remembered when I first discovered the company down to me applying. So like I had known a bunch about everything. I was able to smooth talk my way. I had the connections. I had the referral. I had the good word. And I had a verbal offer. Uh, I got a, a call and I received a verbal offer. Um, so I was told, you know, I'd be coming on site that following Monday and they would have, you know, the paperwork for me, whatever. Um, or I would be receiving the paperwork on Monday. And I didn't hear from them on Wednesday. And I didn't hear from them on Thursday and I started to get nervous. And then Friday, my friend G chatted me and she G chatted me at work because this was, I think Slack didn't even exist back then. Showing my age and experience. Sorry, I'm like flipping my hair towards the camera. This is so ridiculous. Anyways, so my friend G chats me and said, did you hear the news? And I looked at the link that she sent me and it was the link to an article on TechCrunch, which is like a tech news website. And it had said that the company that I received a verbal offer from 
withdrew from North American operations. Now, what that meant was they would no longer be operating as a business on the continent of North America. And no one decided to call me and let me know <laughs> that. Now, of course I got the news. Of course I realized that I wasn't going to get a job. But I did not think that no one would reach out and formally just let me know Maybe like even if it was after the news broke out, I never heard back from that company ever again. Um, I definitely spoke to the person that I was in contact with that was connected to someone in my network because we became friends and we're still friends to this day, actually. Um, but I will just never forget the time I got a verbal job offer and then I was ghosted. Like I will never in a million years. Like never in a million years, I'm getting notifications on the corona. I'll have to read those after. But, you know, that on top of some of the other experiences I had leading up to receiving my first job offer for that first job in tech that I had, really had put everything together for me. At this point, I had already known that um, you shouldn't really trust, not that I'm not a trustworthy person, but I, you know, always knew you couldn't really trust your employer with your career, like with your future. I think that a lot of people get swept up in the messaging of, you know, the company will take care of you, the company will have a career path for you, they'll design that for you, um, they'll continue your education for you, and I think that's a very dangerous way to go about your career. And even with your job search, it's like, I always tell people, you really shouldn't like first of all you should never burn bridges but i don't really believe in announcing new roles for like sometimes one to three months like you never know you could start a job and you could realize you don't like it a week or two into it right um you could start a job and maybe a week or two into it they could realize that you're not a good fit right there's just so many different things that could happen and it's like if you reject other job offers that you have before you've already signed your you know i the ideal job offer that you wanted hell i it's so hard out here it is so hard out here to really trust companies but that really made me realize that um the ball's in my court this is my career and i'm taking charge and um i knew i needed to work somewhere to learn more and to have some kind of mentorship but i still realized that i would have to actively search for that myself um and realize that it's not just startups it's any company can be at risk at any time and it's just something that we can't really expect uh, or i guess uh estimate sometimes for i don't know the right word there um but with this specific company, what happened with them was they were a competitor to Uber and Lyft and they realized that um, it just, they were failing here. They weren't able to make a dent in markets here. But at the time they were actually doing re really well overseas in other markets. Um, I think at this point, the company finally went out of business maybe last year or the year before that. It was at least in, within the last um, two years or at least the last 24 months. Um, I definitely remembered reading about them recently. So I just wanted to share that just because, yeah, like things are 
things can be crazy. Also, like, depending on where you are, it could be, you could have an at-will contract. There's so many just ways, I think, that people can get rid of employees these days or creative ways that um, people can, um, I guess, remove themselves from responsibilities of taking empo- taking care of their employees. So I really think that, I hope that in 2020, people start taking charge of their uh career design not everyone has to work for themselves um but thinking about your career as a mini business within itself in which you're always looking for the new opportunities the areas for expansion you're always growing your network you have um people that you could tap into that are decision makers that could help make deals go by um not necessarily just let uh relying on your company um, to provide all of these things for you. So um, I just wanted to share that just because, um, yeah, I thought about that fucking time. That shit was crazy. I was so glad like I didn't tell anyone that I got that job offer. I, I only told that one friend, that one friend at work that I you know, was interviewing there. Um, and she knew I was close to getting a job offer. So that's why she was like, oh shit, right? But like, I'm so glad I didn't go around telling everyone that I knew that I had this job offer and stuff just because like, ugh, would have been so embarrassing. And instead, like I didn't even, I couldn't even get upset about it. I literally went back to work and literally continued to make sure that I got a job. And it's funny because throughout that process, I remember turning down other job opportunities that didn't align with my $5,000 raise that I was looking for. Um, but I ended up getting uh, a job that um, my base salary was $5,000 more than what I wanted, but my total comp was actually, um, I guess like the base salary added the $5,000 that I wanted, right? The perfect world 5K. And then my commission structure added an additional twenty dollars or $25,000 on top of that. Um, so I ended up making much more than um, I was looking to make. So um, I that's it, everyone. So I hope this has been helpful. I know it's not necessarily fun thinking about money, thinking about your future, but um, know that I'm in it here with you. I'm definitely feeling it. Um, I definitely know people that have been personally affected as well, whether it's just work-wise or health-wise. Even I have uh, been affected by this as well. So just want you to know that shit happens and the best thing that we can do is just try to learn from it and just learn better ways to protect ourselves and create new opportunities for ourselves. So I hope that's been helpful and enjoy the rest of your day.